On today's show, we'll discuss some significant changes in retirement planning and how those changes could affect you. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Welcome once again to Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, and we have Luke Van Abel of Dual Financial Strategies in our studio as Sam Dual and Andy Schooler are on assignment. And remember that if you're listening to us anywhere in the Fox Valley, that number is 866-203-7486 for retirement planning, that retirement lifestyle review that Luke can give you. And uh, today, uh, he and I are going to explore various and sundry uh, aspects of your retirement, starting with the SECURE Act that brought some major changes to retirement retirement planning when it went into effect a couple of years ago, you'll recall. And now Congress is about to pass Secure Act 2.0, originally introduced into the House back in March, uh, and it was passed by an overwhelming vote of 414 to 5. Uh, The um, bill was introduced to the Senate. It's expected to have a final vote before the end of this calendar year. So uh, Luke and I are going to go over some of the uh, proposed changes here, Luke. And it's kind of exciting. I never thought, you know, with a lot of legislation in Washington, it's uh, usually uh, not positive for everybody. But in this case, it might be. So let's talk about some of these changes. Uh, And one of them is uh, when you join a company now, it uh, is not going to be your option necessarily at the beginning to enroll into a 401k. You're going to be automatically enrolled if this passes the Senate. It will. And Chuck, you know, you're talking about things being favorable, things being unfavorable with these new bills. Oftentimes, you know, there's many favorable pieces that go into them. It's always the tax ones or some of the other outliers that, you know, we're a little bit concerned about. But this auto enrollment um, is a great piece. So now with 401ks, essentially, you you're not auto enrolled. You have to physically go enroll yourself in the 401k under the proposed Secure Act 2.0 everybody would be enrolled in a 401k and you'd basically have to opt out now you know this this could bring up some additional questions about you know what at what rate what could this look like over time Um, the thought is that the automatic contribution rate is going to be between three percent in 10% of employees' contributions, or not contributions, but their um, compensation, their annual compensation, which is traditionally how that works. Um, And participants who have not opted out or elected a specific percentage up front, this would automatically increase over time by maybe a percent per year, which is a great way to save, to pay yourself first, if you will. You know, we've heard those adages before. So, you know, if you start at five, the next year you'd be at six. And then they'd sort of cap that out at 15% unless you wanted to go much higher than that. Um, accounts must be invested by default in a qualified investment um, alternative. So that would be a provision of this uh, Secure Act 2.0. And there's a there's something called Rise and Shine Act that requires the plans to offer automatic enrollment and rate in arrangements to those who've automatically enrolled uh, participants and they've opted out. So they need the plan needs to come back to those people that have opted out um, at least every three years to make sure that they still want to be out and give them the opportunity to get back in so that they can 
you know, be saving this money, stewarding this money for those retirement years. Yeah, that's very exciting because instead of you uh, having to uh, do the paperwork uh, to opt in, you're automatically, you're going to have to do paperwork to opt out. And I can't think right. of too many people that'll do that in of sound mind if they want to save for retirement. Now, let's go to uh, my generation here and the required minimum distributions. What would happen uh, effective at the end of this year for people who reach the age of 72? Because as we know, at the last Secure Act, we went from 70 and a half, where you had to take uh, uh, RMDs, to 72. But uh, now that may be uh, increased in age over the years. Let's explain. Yes. Yeah, so the, the new proposal is to increase the age to 73. So instead of 72, you wouldn't have to take that first required distribution till 73 uh, for those uh, between 2022 and 2028. And then it would further increase. So life expectancy is getting longer. So they're saying, you know, between 2029 and 2031, if you're reaching um, around 72 at that time, now the new required distribution age is going to be 74. And then for those that are um, becoming of age after 2032, this would increase the required distribution age to 75 years old. All right, so that's interesting, and I, I wonder what the uh, rationale is uh, behind that now uh, to uh, uh, our thinking. You know, that's a good question. Um, you know, I think for some of the younger generations that, that haven't saved as much, maybe the thought is, well, you're not having to take it for as long. They're not forcing that distribution, so giving you more opportunity to save up for it. Um I don't know. Now, now, if you've got more money in there, now you've got a bigger pot to pull, pull your required distributions from, that's going to end up being taxed at, you know, potentially a higher rate. So it's hard to say what the, the rationale is there. All right, let's talk about some of these. Uh, remember the penalties. Uh, if you don't do this properly, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the, in other words, the accurate amount of RMDs, you get taxed uh, 50%. How's that going to change? So the proposal, the 50% penalty for not taking your required distribution is the largest penalty that the IRS has. So they're proposing that this would reduce down to tw just 25%. So 25% penalty plus you'd still owe the taxes that you're supposed to take on the required distribution. And if you did it in a timely manner, um, if you you know forgot and quickly took a distribution, that tax or that penalty could be reduced down to 10%. Another provision that they're proposing changes changing um, is with the new secure act we can no longer stretch an ira so you inherit money from somebody else now you have 10 years to exhaust the value of that ira that 401k that roth ira um, the weird thing is, is that they didn't make any exception for the roth accounts um, you wouldn't think that they would need to force you to take distributions because there's really no benefit to uncle sam uh, for you taking those distributions out of the roth so they are um proposing that the roths be exempt from that provision all right let's talk about some of the new rules now for these retirement plans uh, your company gets a 401k we used to know what the uh, those uh, rules were but how have they changed yeah so Historically, most 401k plans, when it comes to that match time, um, they will only match into your pre-tax fund, so that traditional 401k fund. Um, historically, they're not doing much in the way of matches to the Roth 401k, 
But with this new provision, they're suggesting that employers could match into the Roth IRA or the Roth 401k, um, which would have the benefit of then being tax free down the road for retirees. Um, Catch up contributions for those age 50 and older. Um, This is something that they're proposing would have to be done before the end of the year. So right now we have up until the tax deadline to make a contribution for the prior year. As long as we code that, as long as that's put into the system for the prior year, then all is well. But they're saying that now we want that um, contribution to be in before year end and not giving you that buffer zone to roll into the next year. All right. Uh, How does this affect uh, part-time employees, for example? So part-time employees, they, um, you know, historically haven't had much in the way of benefit when it comes to a 401k plan, but they want to have provisions here where if if you've got a part-time employee or you're working for a company for at least two years, maybe you've had um, 500 hours at least minimum, that you'd be eligible to contribute to a 401k plan um, to take advantage of those limits and also then benefit from a match if that company's providing a match. All right, we're talking to Luke Van Abel about the proposed Senate passage of Secure Act 2.0, which has already passed the House of Representatives that would uh, make a lot of changes to the 401k and retirement planning. And how does this uh, quickly affect annuities, uh, Luke? Well, historically, annuities haven't been included in a 401k plan. There's there's really no option for that. You're limited to the, the few dozen different mutual funds that are most, most commonly inside of your 401k plan. But they want to open up the door to annuities being offered within the 401k plan, so not having to go outside of that. And the annuities can allow for a lump sum in lieu of future payments. So maybe you've had a buildup of funds, Um, inside of an annuity account, instead of being able to take that income stream every single month like we would take our Social Security, you would also have the flexibility to take that entire annuity uh, lump sum value and roll it over to an IRA like you would be able to do with your 401k funds All without right. any sort of taxes, that's just kind a, of shifting the money from one pocket to another pocket. Yeah, that's a, the interesting uh, proposed changes. And again, we uh, emphasize these are proposed changes. So what's the takeaway? So the takeaway here is, as you've said, Chuck, these are just proposes. Um, these are not set in stone yet, although we do expect um, a final ruling on this before the end of the year. Um, and if the Senate were to pass the retirement security and savings act the house and senate would likely have to move to reconcile their separate bills Um, and alternatively the senate could be asked to vote on a separate bill that could include the house's version of this secure act 2.0 that we've been speaking about in this segment all right if people want more information about this about other retirement matters uh, what do they do to talk to you give our office a call i mean we're here to talk about retirement um discuss the concerns that you have you know if you've got questions about the secure act if you've got questions about how to make your money last 
That's what we've been doing for the last 20 years at Dual Financial Strategies. All right. So it's all about your retirement. As Luke Van Abel said, give them a call. Get that retirement lifestyle review. If you've got questions about uh, 401ks and uh, how to roll them over and what the new Secure Act 2.0 could be uh, meaning to you, uh, it's all about that retirement lifestyle review. If you're in that retirement red zone five to six years away from retirement, this is for you. No cost, no obligation to meet with Sam, Andy, or Luke at 866 203 uh, 7486. That's 866 203 7486. They've got over a score of years of experience anywhere in the Fox Valley, from Green Bay to Appleton, anywhere in the Fox Valley. It's dual financial strategies. They are fiduciaries who have your interest ahead of everything else in terms of retirement planning. All right, Luke, we've got to take a break. What's coming up next? Coming up, we'll outline some surefire techniques to help make sure your retirement savings will be able to get you all the way through retirement. From from longevity to asset allocation, we'll dig into it all right after this. Chuck Caton back with you here for Dual Financial Strategies. We have Luke Van Abel in studio here. Sam and Andy are on assignment right now. And we are going to talk about uh, that very same thing, uh, about saving for retirement. And a lot of things that you have to think about here uh, to uh, make it very successful for you. Because saving is something that everybody should be doing because uh, you probably don't want to work forever, that's for sure. Uh, if you're coming toward uh, retirement, say you want to retire at 62, you're three or four years away, maybe you want to retire at 65 or 70, whatever the case, good news. Some proven practices that Luke and I are going to talk about here that can help you save even more for retirement with the help of dual financial strategies. And the first thing we've got to think about, and this is a positive, uh, people should take it this way, Luke, uh, with the quality of life here in Northeast Wisconsin, uh, you're going to live longer than you probably think, so you've got to be prepared, and that's a good thing. It is a good thing. Um, you know, lifespans are getting longer as uh, census data has been showing. Uh, the longer you live, the greater your chances of running out of savings, though. So especially um, if you follow these outdated rules on how to spend your money. It's interesting that um, and I don't know how many of you know, when we think about, you know, retirement assets and retirement income, one of the big areas is Social Security. And Back in the 30s, when Social Security was first being proposed, the average life expectancy for a man was 58 years old. The average life expectancy for a woman was 62, year old, 62 years old. Now, remember, the full retirement age for taking Social Security was 65. So most people weren't even living that long. So we shouldn't be assuming that just because mom or grandma only lived to 67, that that's how long you're going to live unless there's some some health circumstances that are coming up um, because the data is showing that you're going to live much longer so be sure to make a realistic plan for your money to support you for a long time when you're deciding how much you need to invest for your future it might be smart smarter to end up with money left um, that you could pass on to a loved one or maybe a charity or something like that than running out of funds too early and still having life left in you absolutely and if you're a good saver have that safety net uh, that saving safety net is also a way to augment your portfolio so that uh, you won't run out of money right the safety net gives you a buffer because we know that the stock market over time tends to go up 
but we've seen periods in 2022 where we've got quite a bit of volatility. So having that safety net built up in, you know, like a high yield savings account, something accessible that might not be tied to the market. Maybe it's a fixed annuity. Maybe it's a CD. Maybe it's something safe where you can access that money and not have to dip in to um, these other market-based accounts when the market's really volatile and, you know, lock in these losses. That allows a whole bunch of flexibility. And when we talk about having money in different buckets for different purposes, that's what we're talking about. And this is the safety net bucket. Yes, we're talking to uh, Luke Van Abel here on your retirement about uh, stretching that uh, technique to uh, make sure you have a secure retirement, have that money there. Uh, One thing that eats into it, though, Luke, as we all know, is inflation, and we've had it at over 8% here for the last several months. So uh, understanding that and coping with it and preparing for it is vital. Yeah, we've all been experiencing that uh, for quite a while now. Um, But you have to remember, too, that you know retirement's 20 to 30 years and over 20 or 30 years you know that the $10 item that first day of retirement that's not going to be a $10 item 20 or 30 years down the road so we've got to build in we've got to build in some parameters to help offset inflation grow the assets so that you've got more income to pay for the same things um, that were early on in retirement it's not going to be a you know, a dollar for dollar. Hey, we needed $2,000 a month when we first started retirement and we're not going to get the same amount for that $2,000 20 years later. Absolutely. And if you're on a fixed income, that could be a problem. So you better understand a couple of things like diversification, right? Uh, In terms of augmenting your portfolio. Yeah. I mean, diversification is kind of like finance 101. You know, we've got to have more eggs in our basket than just one. Um, in order to build a solid retirement plan and it's a good thing um to realize that you just we need a steady um, amount of income we need a steady amount of return coming from our assets but the problem can be um investing is inherently risky and you always stand the chance of losing money as well which some of you have experienced this year um but how much diversification is enough? I mean, you know, if, if you own five different mutual funds, is that enough? Does it need to be 10? Does it need to be 40? What's the, what's the right answer here? It's more important that you understand the relationship when we're talking about diversification between the assets you own. So, you know, if you own just five things, how are those five things going to perform if the market goes down? Are all five of them going to go down? Are some of them going to go down? Some of them going to go up? So really understanding the individual holdings and what the concept I'm kind of talking about here is something called correlation. How correlated, how similar are the assets that you own? They might have a different name. They might have a different title to them. But if in a market condition, most of your assets are going to go down 10%, just like the market, well, do you really have a true amount of diversification? Absolutely. And how about the understanding about uh, maintaining the right asset allocation? That's something that uh, uh, people have to think about as well. It is. I mean, if um, I always talk about um, in real estate, it's about location, location, location. And in investing, it's all about asset allocation. So you need to have different um, chunks of your money and your, your retirement assets in different um, types of tools. We don't want to have all of these things built up in just 
commodities, gold or silver. We don't want it all to be in just real estate. We want to have different things inside of that bucket um, to spread out the risk. Um, Your risk tolerance can change over time. A lot of what's driving the things that you're going to own or not own is going to be your appetite for risk. Now, this is just kind of the the first layer that anytime you're talking about investments is going to be done. Um, is just understanding your appetite for risk. The same holds true for um, your retirement time frame, and all the more important because you've just transitioned out of this growth and accumulation phase of your life, um, where you're making these regular contributions, and now you're shifting into a new phase where most likely your risk is changing. Most likely your your goals are changing because you're going to need some income from this portfolio. So it's really important that you sit down, take a close look at what's my risk now Um, the way we do that is through something called riskalyze that can be accessed right through our website there's a tab for it four to five minute survey will give you an idea on a scale of one to a hundred not an arbitrary risk category but a numeric value that just states this is how much i'm sort of comfortable with being at risk so that appropriate changes can be made to your portfolio to have the right asset allocation, the right types of holdings for this time period in your life. Talking to Luke Van Abel here of uh, Dual Financial Strategies about your retirement, preparing for it, and there's a lot of things you can do uh, to prepare to maximize your retirement savings. And first of all, you can start practicing by trimming your monthly budget if necessary, uh, because uh, you might have to when you're paying yourself, right? Right. I mean, I find that a lot of people, you know, as they're nearing retirement, have a have a pretty good grasp on what they're spending. But um, and maybe you don't need to trim it. I mean, maybe you're you're sort of spending within your means. Um, but what you want to make sure is that if, if you're you feel like you're pretty solid in your monthly budget, maybe there's not a lot of trimming that you can do. At least understand what it's costing you to live. There's a lot of easier ways to do this today with different uh, budgeting apps with looking at credit card statements things like that to get a grasp on what you're spending because the amount of spending needs that you have going into retirement is going to be one of the biggest indicators to how long your money will last and having sort of realistic expectations about that piece of the puzzle Absolutely. All right. Uh, there are things like uh, HSAs, health uh, savings accounts that, uh, you know, maybe not for everybody when you're talking about maximizing your preparation for retirement. But uh, I think, again, uh, on that uh, uh, aspect of, of trimming down your monthly budget, one of the ways you can do it is to possibly pay off your mortgage if you don't want any debt. But really, the credit card debt is the thing that could kill you. It is. Um you know the mortgage the mortgage a lot of people today have refinanced over the last couple of years at the lowest rates they've probably ever seen in decades um so you know paying off the mortgage i don't know that i would jump to that and take out you know big distributions to do the, do that but chuck you bring up credit cards that have interest rates creeping up towards 20 percent. you know we've got auto loans out there other consumer debts that can be the priority during these last sort of working years um, to get that paid off because that's going to reduce down the amount of that budget, what you're needing every single month um, to just make make ends meet, to live the retirement that you've kind of been working towards all these years. Um, and most people, 
I am seeing, you know, as I talked about earlier, do have a lower rate on their mortgage. So let's shift the focus more to those consumer debt and get those paid off as quickly as possible and maybe snowball them, get one paid off and then take the money that you were working on with that one and roll it into the next one. And that will really help you springboard this and get it paid off much quicker. So for our listeners, what can dual financial strategies do for them uh, as they prepare for retirement? Well, Chuck, you mentioned it earlier. We offer something called a retirement lifestyle review. This is an opportunity for listeners to come in for a no cost, no obligation time to really get a second opinion on what's going on. Um, You know, we find that You know, a lot of people, they really just want help. They want help understanding what are the things that they should be looking at? What are the things that they should be doing? Um, And this is a conversation um, that just starts with a relaxed meeting in one of our offices. We have an office in Appleton, an office in Green Bay. Um, And again, there's no obligation to work with us, but let's, if we can better understand what you're looking to accomplish, what your concerns are, then we can help point you in the right direction for those retirement years. Absolutely. And the way to do that is to give uh, them a call at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486 to get that uh, no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review. Uh, Luke, Andy, and Sam will sit down with you, discuss your situation, uh, what are your goals and aspirations in retirement, what will it take uh, to accomplish those goals, uh, because they're independent and they have your best interest in mind. That's 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486 to reach Dual Financial Strategies. Luke, Sandy, Luke, Sam, and Andy will uh, take care of you uh, in your retirement needs because it's at no cost, no obligation, nothing to lose. Make that phone call right now. What's coming up next, Luke? Congratulations, you're retired. Now what? From managing finances to planning that once-in-a-lifetime trip you've always got on your bucket list, When we come back, we'll give you some ideas and tips to help you make the most of the precious commodity we call time. We are back here on Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, and uh, in studio is Luke Van Abel this week. We have uh, Sam Doolin and Andy Schooler on assignment this week. We are happy uh, that you're listening to us anywhere in the Fox Valley. And uh, again, we've talked about fiscally what it takes uh, to be prepared for retirement. But what about emotionally and uh, uh, from the standpoint of uh, what are you going to do with all that time? Uh, Have you thought about that? Well, I don't know. What are you going to do? What do you want to do? You might ask your spouse or significant other uh, because you've got uh, 2,500 hours in a week here to uh, occupy. uh, And uh, Luke Van Abel and I are here to talk about that because the possibilities are endless when you retire. But it's up to all of us to make sure that we have things to do. You've got to keep your mind occupied. We've got some ideas here. Uh, You can actually think of it as a reset of your rhythm. You might have been going like a type A person uh, while you were working. You know, you may want to uh, dial it down a little bit, uh, but uh, still find yourself busy and finding what you want to uh, uh, pursue in life. Uh, That should be a uh, priority for you, and Luke and I are going to discuss that. So I guess the best way to do that, Luke, is to uh, write it down. Make yourself a bucket list. Not that you're going to kick that bucket anytime soon, but (laughs) you want to uh, make sure uh, that you're uh, maybe doing some of the things you want to do. Maybe you want to, you know, get some season tickets to the... Uh, or not season tickets, but maybe buy some tickets off people uh, to go to Lambeau Field to watch Mm -hmm. the Packers play. Maybe you want to uh, go down and 
do the theater thing uh, or go to the Eiffel Tower. Lots of different things that you might do. But make a bucket list because there's more to life than just making money and uh, uh, just sitting back and wasting time watching television. Yeah, and I think, Chuck, the really important part of what you were just talking about is actually writing it down. I mean, there's something to physically making a list, taking a look at what that is, maybe prioritizing that list. You know, just start with writing down what are some things you want to do, and then later you can go back and and shift the priority to, okay, these are the things that I'd like to do first. These are the things that, you know, would come in the, in the middle years. And then these are the things that are, are less important that yes, I'd still like to be able to do, but you know, you really want to focus on, um, those areas that you're, you're most excited about. So, um, for those of you that maybe aren't into the, the financial talk, maybe you're the spouse that, you know, tends to just kind of hide when, when talking about financial matters, you know, start to sit down, make that bucket list. You know, you've worked hard for this, um, put together some ideas, work together as a couple to determine what are the things that you'd like to accomplish? What are the things that you'd like to do going forward? All right. And one of the other things you could do is maybe uh, hit the gym. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I would do that. I'd like walking. And, uh, you know, recently I underwent a a hip operation, so I'll be able to walk a lot better and play golf. I love to walk 18 holes, but looking for fitness opportunities is both uh, uh, good for your body and your mind. It is. And I think, you know, if you haven't been one that's been in the gym, you know, leading up to retirement and, you know, lifting heavy weights or something like that, you know, maybe the big shift doesn't happen for you to all of a sudden being that big workout buff. But I think the key here with fitness is just staying active. Just, you know, maybe it's the walk every day. Maybe it's, um, you know, a hike or a trail or, you know, we've got so many different parks here in northeast wisconsin i think of of high cliff out in sherwood um where people can walk around there's a little bit of elevation change you know it's good for the old ticker right to get that heart rate up and moving around um and it's also an opportunity i think um you know a lot of our bucket list items if it's if it's travel if it's you know keeping up with the grandkids spending more time with the grandkids you know we can use things like that to motivate us to to stay active because i know i've gone through a variety of periods in my life where even though i was in the military you know you get out and you start being a little bit more sedentary you've got that desk job and it's easy to just go in and and not move so let that kind of motivate you that bucket list to to get out there and move around and you can also stay financially savvy even though you're not making the money you used to uh you still can watch what you have yes you can um if you're married maybe one spouse has managed the uh the financial the finances over the years but spend some time together both of you sitting down taking a look at the the bills not the fun part taking a look at the bucket list taking a look at the things and the priorities that you want to have for your for those dollars that are coming in those fixed dollars because at some point one of you might be hospitalized one of you might pass away and heaven forbid the one that's been primarily taking care of the finances is the one that goes through this so it it's great for the other one to have um, started to learn this over time to understand you know even like access to the accounts like how do how do we access the bank accounts how do we access this bill or that bill um, so that they can sort of step in 
and make sure that things move smoothly going forward. Absolutely. We're talking about all the possibilities when you're in retirement, and uh, maybe you want to be semi-retired. Maybe you want to, uh, with all those idle hours, uh, want to work part-time and uh, contribute to society. Yeah, that's a big one. I see a lot of people that, um, you know, they say, Luke, I want to I want to retire, and then but they want to work part-time. So is that really retirement? I'm not sure. But I think it, it, it takes the pressure off not having a full-time job, not having to go in every day, maybe with a stressful job. Maybe it's a, a fun part-time job. Maybe you've always wanted to work in a garden or maybe you've always wanted to do something with kids. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Um, but, you know, it's a great way to offset um, some of the, maybe your expenses, maybe you do have a little bit more debt. So to work part-time and still have a little bit more time than you did before to do some of those other things that you enjoyed. I guess you would call that Luke a hybrid retirement, just like a hybrid yeah. vehicle, right? I mean, yeah, it's, I uh, think so. One of those things, uh, you know, you got to stimulate your brain too, uh, with uh, a little crossword puzzle action, maybe uh, Sudoku. I know my wife likes to do those kinds of things. She actually likes to do, uh, uh, actual puzzles online, you know, uh, with a, a jigsaw puzzle type thing. But uh, keep the brain active, right? That's something that uh, is very, very important when you have all those idle hours. It is. You know, you mentioned the Sudoku. I, I enjoy doing those. I think the key here is, you know, learning something new. I mean, that's another piece of it. You know, whether it's learning an instrument. I know Sam has been getting back into playing the guitar some more. Um, you know, maybe you've always wanted to pick up an instrument. That would be a great way to keep your brain engaged. Um, you know, there's other apps for learning different languages. That could be something to just keep that brain moving so that we can ward off uh, Alzheimer's and dementia and things like that. Should we call Sam Slash or uh, maybe uh, uh, Eric Clapton then when he gets proficient at it? That's what I want to know when he comes back. Yeah, we might have to get him on the radio playing or something. Yeah, there you go. Well, <laughs> but then again, we're talking about finding a purpose. I mean, whatever you're interested in, uh, find that purpose in life because you got all these idle hours and uh, that can be depressing if you're, you're not keeping mentally active. And having, a, a, they call it, in, well, French, raison d'être, the reason for being, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, finding your reason for being. That's great. Um, you know, maybe it's, there, I mean, there's so many different ways to do this, but I think this could be included in a bucket list or this could be included in a separate list um, of just things that you want to accomplish. What's the priority for all these idle hours that you're going to have? Because um, if you're anything like me, if, if we don't have a plan for it, then all of a sudden... You know, other things creep in that maybe aren't a priority. So I see a lot of people wanting to spend more time with family or um, spending more time with the grandkids and really enjoying that. So be um, be intentional in this area as well. Absolutely. And live for the moment because uh, you've worked so hard all your life. Uh, you've always uh, sacrificed for others. Now it's your turn to enjoy. It is. And I, I don't know if it's a generational thing, Chuck, um, but I find that a lot of people... You know, they've worked hard, they've stewarded their money well, they've delayed gratification, and now it's coming time to retirement, and it's like they're they're hesitant to use that money. Um, they're hesitant to do some of the things that they enjoyed and, and, and worked hard for. But now, especially in those first what we call go-go years, where you're just, you're going to probably feel the best 
that you're going to feel throughout retirement, take the opportunity to live in that moment and go out and do the road trip or get the RV and travel around for a year. Um, that's what you've worked for and um, take those opportunities to do that. Absolutely. And always keep an open mind. And I think that's something that uh, is very mentally uh, healthy for you. It is, you know, setting out on a new path may be a great start to this new phase. Um, some retirees find that what they've dreamed of doing doesn't turn out to be what they had hoped for. So stay flexible, be ready to make changes, change is inevitable, and just keep in a positive attitude um, for these time periods and be grateful for, you know, what you've got. Luke, when you talk about flexibility, that's what uh, Dual Financial Strategies is all about. They're very flexible because it's all about your retirement, ladies and gentlemen, and it's uh, different for everybody, right, Luke? So how can Dual Financial Strategies help our listeners? Well, we offer a complimentary session for people to come in um, to get educated, really. I mean, not only are we educating people on a radio show like this. We educate people in retirement courses, one day, two day courses. But if you've got questions and I know you do reach out to us, we'll sit down, we'll have a conversation about those concerns. Um, that, that time that we've got together, that's yours. I mean, I don't have, Sam doesn't have, Andy doesn't have, we don't have a preconceived agenda. If you want to talk about long-term care, because that's what's concerning you, then we can talk about that. If you're concerned about, gosh, I think I'm gonna run out of money in retirement, what can I do? What are some steps that I can take? Let's have a conversation about that. Uh, we've been in business for over 20 years. Our focus is on people in or near retirement. We cannot be all things to all people, uh, but what we do really well is retirement. And so if you're in that retirement red zone that we call it, maybe you're five to six years out from retirement, maybe you've retired in the last couple of years, give us a call. We'll have a com casual conversation about what you'd like to accomplish and how you can be best positioned to not run out of money in retirement. All right. You've heard Luke Van Abel tell you all about what you can do. And now I'll give you the phone number so you can call them right now. No cost, no obligation to sit down and make that appointment with Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. They will uh, grace you with that retirement lifestyle review that will be custom for you. Uh, they will find out uh, in that hour, hour and a half session that they talk to you at no cost, no obligation about what your dreams and aspirations are in retirement. What's your portfolio going to allow you to do? They'll have suggestions for you on because your retirement is individual for you. And this is why you should give them a call. And don't hesitate. Make that phone call right now at 866-203-7486 to get that uh, retirement lifestyle review from Dual Financial Strategies. Fast moving show, Luke. And I know your favorite segment's coming up next. It is from spousal benefits to advantages of HSAs. Questions about that and more when we come back. And we are back on Your Retirement. Chuck Caton along with uh, Luke Van Abel this week uh, for Dual Financial Strategies. It is your retirement. It is all about you. Now it's all about our listeners here. 866-203-7486 in case you missed that phone number to make that call uh, to get a uh, an appointment with Sam, Andy, or Luke. Uh, at Dual Financial Strategies to get that retirement lifestyle review for you. Uh, all right, you're ready to go, Luke. Uh, we've got five questions here this week. 
I am all set. All right, let's go to Ben in Green Bay who says, I keep getting calls from folks looking to sell me precious metals uh, or to convert my IRA into gold. Is this legitimate? And if so, uh, do you think it's smart? Hi, Ben. Thanks for listening. Uh, you Well, you're not alone. I've been hearing a lot of this. People have been getting a lot of calls about precious metal IRAs. It's hard to say whether... I'm not sure which one is reaching out to you, whether it's legitimate or not. Um, There are several places that do provide gold IRAs that are what we would call legitimate. But understand up front um, sort of what's involved in it, what it takes over time, and also what's involved, you know, should your idea change about wanting to be invested entirely in this gold IRA. Um, And the reason I bring that up is because several years ago, I helped a family that came to us unwind a gold IRA. And it was a nightmare. Um, There was so much time spent um, doing this and the company did not make it easy for them to essentially get their money out of the IRA. So, and the other important consideration when we're talking about gold IRAs or really any investment, it doesn't matter what it is, is, and we talked about it in the segment, is about diversification. So too often I think people are looking at, okay, do I take this this big chunk of money in my IRA and go over here and put it in a gold IRA? Well, now you're taking all of your eggs and putting them in one basket. So be careful. You want to layer into your portfolio as many different sort of eggs as possible to ensure that that money is going to be there over the long term. You're not taking undue risk and understanding the sort of the ramifications to your decision. All right. Next question comes from Cindy in Kimberly. Uh, She says, I scheduled a meeting uh, with you next week. Can I bring my 17-year-old child, uh, soon to be an adult, (laughs) in order to learn about the process of planning and budgeting? I think that would be something you would enjoy. Yeah. I mean... I think it's I think it's great when families want to bring their children, whether they're 17, whether they're 34, whether they're 45 um, years old. You know, we encourage was it, there was a comment there? No, as long as they're not in the basement, uh, you know, yeah. at 45. Right. <laughs> yeah. As long as they're not in the basement. But, um, you know, we encourage people to bring their family along because, you know, it might help them now while they're still getting established um, to not make some of the same mistakes that we made at that age, whatever age they're at. And it can also reinforce the benefits of delayed gratification for the future. I mean, so many retire me, excuse me, so many retirees today have stewarded their money so well. Um, but, you know, oftentimes the younger generation doesn't see the sacrifice that was made and they also don't see maybe the impact or what um what that looks like down the road what what assets can appreciate to so bringing a young one along to see that and experience that i think can be really beneficial and a very good education um a hands-on education with mom and dad all right let's go to uh, erica now in greenville who has a question for luke she says i have six hundred forty thousand dollars in a previous employer's 401k and another one hundred thousand dollars in my new employer's plan do you recommend that i merge the two both funds uh, offer similar investment options. My only motivation is uh, based on basically simplifying the paperwork during retirement, although there may be other advantages that I'm not aware of. What do you think? Yeah, Erica, this is a really good question. Um, you know, with being that the two 
employer plans. The 401ks have similar investment options. Um, you know, this isn't going to provide you necessarily more diversification. It's not going to provide you any additional buckets that you can put your money into to accomplish maybe separate goals for retirement. Um, if, if the only goal was to consolidate accounts and simplify things, then, then yes, this would be a good decision. However, I would consider some alternatives here. Um, because there are some other advantages out there to um, not having all of your retirement assets within one 401k. And, you know, if you have just a couple accounts, it's not as overwhelming as you might think. Um, the other alternative to having, you know, both 401k accounts combined into one is taking that old 401k um, with your previous employer and transitioning that over to an IRA. Um, the benefits to taking it outside of the 401k company are now they're not dictating to you what investment options you can choose from. So you don't just have that one to three dozen different investment choices. Now the entire investment world opens up. You've got so much flexibility with where your money goes, with the tools that you use. Um, and it also can open up the door for tax planning because as and you've done a great job you know saving money in your 401k but all that money is going to be taxable down the road so it also becomes a time where you can start to look at tax planning when you're outside of the ira it's much harder to do that within the 401k and if you're still a few years out from retirement you want to have some time on your side here to make these tax decisions to ensure that the investments are positioned in the proper manner and ensure that you're going to have the right income tools in place come the time that you decide to step away and be voluntarily unemployed. Absolutely. Uh, great advice there from Luke Van Abel. A couple of more questions here. 866-203-7486, by the way, is the phone number to uh, reach Dual Financial Strategies. If you've got any sort of questions about your retirement and want to get on uh, the uh, docket and uh, get, uh, schedule a meeting with either Sam, Andy, or Luke about your retirement. Let's go to Aaron in Appleton now, who is 71 years old and on Medicare. Yeah, he says, I don't have a health savings account, but my wife is 63 and is not on Medicare, of course, but she does have an HSA where she contributes uh, $3,650 a year. Uh, if she contributed $7,300 for the family, could I draw upon that for my medical expenses? All right. couple different layers to this question, Aaron. Thanks for writing in. So your wife um, is only eligible, or the two of you are only eligible to contribute to the HSA um, for her. Uh, because you are um, above age 65, you're on Medicare, you can't contribute to the HSA anymore. So she's going to want to continue to make her contribution every year. She can, however, um, once you go over the age of 55, everyone's eligible to contribute an additional $1,000 per year into their HSA. So she could take advantage of that. And, and throw in an additional amount. She could actually do forty six fifty per year. Um, and per the IRS tax code, uh, your wife can use her HSA money. You'd asked about, you know, whether it could be used for you or not. So the, the contribution money that she's making now and any th other funds that are inside of her HSA um, can still be used for you if you have qualifying medical expenses. So it's all is not lost. If she's relatively healthy and you need it, it can shift over to you. Just don't bump up 
to that family limit because you're really not eligible to contribute any longer to the HSA. All righty, and final question comes from Jay in De Pere. Uh, I'm self-employed with approximately $1.2 million in various IRA, 401ks, and a couple of annuities, and I also have another $250,000 in liquid savings. I probably never will fully retire, but I fear taking a major hit on my portfolio. I'm going to be turning 68 years old. My wife will turn 65 this year. So what are some of the suggestions for allocation and diversification of my portfolio? Hi, Jay. Thanks for listening to Your Retirement Radio. Um, it's really difficult to give you an allocation recommendation uh, without understanding more about your situation, your appetite for risk. But I would recommend that you have someone review that allocation to determine if it's in line with your risk level. Um, you did mention that you're concerned about large losses. So, you know, now might be the time to explore some other tools that wouldn't be linked to the stock market directly where you wouldn't have that same level of volatility or if they were going to be linked that you had some sort of exit strategy or strategy built in that would reduce the amount of volatility within that account you've accumulated a sizable amount in um, your ira and retirement accounts which is fantastic uh, but a review of your situation would also be beneficial to explore some different tax savings methods um, because you know, the all those IRA funds, you know, you've benefited from some some great tax um, reduction as you've made contributions. But, you know, in in a few years, when you're 72 years old, you're going to be forced to take some distributions out of there. And I'm not sure what, you know, your income has been. But what we find is that a lot of people end up going into retirement and maybe not the first year they're taking required distributions, but down the road as those required distributions grow over time, the amount of income that they're taking on can be significantly more than what they were making even while they're working. So again, good problem to have, but you know you may wanna explore the option of um, tax planning and um, there are some various tools to do that um, and help you along that way. Absolutely. And so that's what Dual Financial Strategies is all about, as Luke Van Abel has talked about with you. It's all about the lifestyle review, the retirement lifestyle review. They've got over 20 years of experience uh, in this realm in the uh, Fox Valley. 866-203-7486 is the phone number. And uh, remember that you can uh, meet with either Sam, Andy, or Luke. And uh, don't forget that Sam Duell has penned the book, Purpose Determines Placement. It's in its second printing and uh, you are going to get a free copy of that when you have that no cost no obligation uh, sit down with either Sam, Andy or Luke about your retirement because it is crucial uh, that you uh, take advantage of this opportunity make that phone call right now don't procrastinate give them a call right now anywhere you're listening to us in the Fox Valley 866-203-7486 is the number 866-203-7486 and again no cost no obligation to meet with Luke Sam or Andy well I hope uh, Sam and Andy had a good time on assignment here Luke and I know that you've got some final thoughts as we wrap up another show Thanks for listening, everyone. It was great having you here. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we look forward to seeing you back same time, same place next week. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin-registered investment advisor.
Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.